This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. There is no other name. There is no other name. writer. She says, higher than the highest human thoughts can reach is God's ideal for his children. There's never a period when there is no more to learn and no higher attainment to reach. Going higher means don't just grow. Boom! Don't just hear. Listen. Don't just think. Ponder. Don't just speak. Communicate. Don't just give, sacrifice, 
Don't just be patient. Be kind. Don't just forgive. Forget. Don't just live. Live for Christ. Grow. From faith to faith. From glory to glory. And day by day. Check Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and verse 17. As well as 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 and chapter 4 verse 16. Romans chapter 1 verses 16 and 17. And 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 and chapter 4 verse 16. Dear friend, press on the upward way. Gain new heights every day and plant your feet on higher ground. Written by Samuel Cranting Pippin, I am Bell Bolabi. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us. And His greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. He is ready to set you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to set yourself. And then... Ask him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Bell Dollarville.
us another edition of the daily devotional series. We're taking a good look at symbolic acts and as we learn that the book of Jeremiah itself is rich with symbolism and imagery. And as we all know, we are going to take a look at a few of these symbols, what they were, what they meant, and what lessons we should take away from them for ourselves. And our memory verses from Romans chapter 9 verse 21. Had not the potter power over the clay of the same lamp to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? And today, our lesson is captioned, Truth in Symbols. And scripture is exceedingly rich in symbols. All kinds abound, and in most cases, they represent truths greater than themselves. Let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 to 7. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respected unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Amen. Amen. Talking of what I just read, what do their two different sacrifices symbolize? Um, as we are looking at the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 7, we as she introduced the topic for this morning, truth in symbols. Here, the two sons of Adam, Cain and Abel, were to offer sacrifices to God. And, you know, when you consider um, the verse 6 and 7 where God questions Cain and the Lord said unto Cain why art thou rough and why is thy countenance falling if thou doest well shall thou not be accepted and if thou doest not well sin light at the door so right from this passage we get to know that Cain knew what was right but he decided to do what he himself is willing to do and so he presented foods instead of presenting an animal just as Abel did and according to the Bible, his king's offering or king's sacrifice was not accepted by God and Abel's sacrifice was accepted by God. Now, taking these sacrifices and looking at symbols, what can we learn from them? In the book, Patriots and Prophets, page 72 and 73, Ellen White made a statement that King and Abel represent two classes that will exist in the world till the close of time. One class availed themselves of the appointed sacrifice for sin. The other venture to depend upon their own merits. This is a sacrifice without the virtue of divine mediation. And thus, it is not able to bring man into favor with God. So, these two symbols or this sacrifice of Cain and Abel is a symbol representing two categories of people. The first category that is represented by the offering of Abel, offering an animal for a sacrifice, depend on the sacrifice made on our behalf by Jesus Christ on the cross. And it is through that sacrifice only that we gain salvation. And the other class represented by Cain represents those who believe that their own righteousness, their own works will save them. And so no matter what the Lord has commanded, no matter what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for us, this category of people do not accept that. They believe their own works will save them, which is a lie. And so 
as Cain lost the focus of the sacrifice by presenting his own sacrifice that ended in his death, this category of people who believe that their own works could save them will be like Cain. They also lose their life. But those who humble themselves and believe in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, like Abel, will be accepted by the Lord. Thank you so much for taking us through these different sacrifices symbols. So therefore, what was the symbolism of the bronze serpent uplifted on the pool when the people were dying? Um, you see, in the book of Numbers, the people were dying as a result of their disobedience, and the Lord commanded Moses to raise that bronze serpent. One thing we should realize is that there was no strength, no power in that serpent, but the serpent was lifted up to be a symbol of faith, just to test whom they want to obey. And so the Lord commanded through Moses that he should command the people, whoever is bitten by the serpent, to raise up his head and look to that bronze serpent and will live. Some of them were obedient. Some of them did not obey. And those who obeyed had faith. Those who had faith in the words of Moses obeyed and looked to the serpent and indeed they did live. So one thing we should also learn from this is that the serpent itself had no message for us. It was just a symbol representing something. When you read John chapter 12 verse 32, Jesus made a statement that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men closer to myself. So basically, the serpent that was lifted up by Moses and commanded that whoever is bitten should look to that serpent and live was a symbol pointing to Christ. And John chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus made a clear statement that if he is lifted up, he will draw all men to himself. That symbol of the serpent was pointing to something other than the, the serpent itself. It was pointing to Jesus Christ. And those who have faith in looking at Jesus Christ as he died on the cross will be saved. Like those who were bitten by serpents who looked and were saved. And those who disobey to look upon Jesus on the cross will be condemned. They will lose their eternal life that the Lord has in store for us. This as the disobedient children of Israel did. Thank you so much once again for taking us through this wonderful lesson. All through the Old Testament, the earthly sanctuary service was the most detailed symbolic representation of the plan of salvation. How much the Israelites understood about the meaning of all the rituals has been an open question for millennia. Though no doubt many did grasp the most important of all truths taught there, substitutionary atonement, the idea that in order for their sins to be forgiven, a substitute had to die in their state. Can you please elaborate on this for us? Um, in, in the culture of the Israelites, they were daily offering sacrifices to, you know, receive forgiveness of sin. Whenever a man commits evil, he is bound to bring an animal, lay his hands on the animal, confess his sin, and then the animal is killed and they use the blood to perform an atonement for the sinner. It was all pointing to the sacrifice that God will make on our behalf and at the fullness of time as Paul puts it in Galatians chapter 4 Jesus Christ came and died on the cross so all those symbols even though they might not have had a clear understanding as we have today were all pointing to Jesus Christ and his death on the cross just to save humanity unto God again 
Thank you so much for taking us through the lesson. Truth and symbols is what we just looked at. And what we ought to know is that through the sanctuary service, we have been given symbols, not only of the death of Jesus, but also of his high priestly ministry in heaven, the pre-advent judgment and the final disposition of sin at the end of the age. Any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback.
watching, watching for you. I welcome you this day to this moment of truth. I am your brother, Esau George. And today I would like to share with you a few messages from the passage or from the Bible in the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 14 to 16. This was a story about Judas Iscariot. As at a time when Jesus Christ knew that he would betray him and that the Bible makes us understand in Matthew 26, verse 14 and 16, that Jesus, then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I deny him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Many for one or two reasons have denied their creator. And many keep on denying their creator. But I'd like to share with you this story. But before then shall we pray. Gracious Lord may you grant unto us understanding. And from now on may you help us never to deny you as did Judas in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. A story is told of one celebrity in this 27th century who one day was out, went out to chill with friends. After packing everything they needed, including the food they were going to eat, the mother of this lady came out to bid her farewell, saying that God be with you and bring you back safely. Cheekily, the lady responded, God cannot be with us in this front seat. Every place is full here. God can only be with us if only he is ready to be at the boot, where the foods and the eggs are. With no comment from the mother, the mother went back to the room, and these people also took off. Within some few minutes, report came out that the car had, has had an accident, and most are injured, including this lady. Surprisingly, everything in the car got damaged, but the foodstuffs and most especially the egg was not damaged. Frankly speaking, everything in the boot was intact as it was arranged. All who were present at the scene marveled and asked, how come the things in the boot never got distorted? I know you might have been asking the same question if you were to be an eyewitness there. Beloved, the time has come to accept our maker and our king. It is the time to live to his word. We have to live by the actions of this word of God and stop denying Jesus Christ. Because we by our actions have denied him in so many ways. We have on several occasions told him we do not know him just as Peter three times denied Jesus Christ. Like Solomon, we have rejected him. After he had given to us all that we needed. Like Adam, we have chosen to hear the words of our wives and our husbands and rejected God. Like Cain, we have turned on deaf ears to the voice of God. Like Abraham rejected Sarah, we have rejected God as our wives and as our husbands. And as our personal savior and as our friend. My brothers and sisters, my mothers and fathers, the time has come to accept him into our lives once again. As it's time to say, Lord, I am sorry for denying you. It is time to open up your hearts to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though Adam denied him, Jesus Christ has never denied him. Even though Abraham denied him, Jesus Christ has never denied us. 
And even though people keep on denying Jesus Christ, He has never denied us. Why don't you surrender your life to God? This reminds me of a rhyme set by Ravi Zachariah, which he calls the nursery rhyme. And this is how it goes. He came to my decks with a quivering lips. The day was over. Have you a knee sheet for me, dear teacher? I have spoiled this one. I took a sheet all spotted and blotted, gave him a new one all unspotted, and into his tight hat I whispered, Do better now, my child. I came before the throne with a quivering lip. The day was over. Have you a new day for me, dear master? I have spoiled this one. He took my day all spotted and blotted, gave me a new one all unspotted, and into my tight lips he whispered, do better now, my child. The time has come for us to surrender unto God. The time has come for us to live a righteous life. The time has come for us to stop denying God and to accept Him as our Savior and our friend. His arms are open to accept us. He is ever ready to draw us back to Him. Beloved, why don't you welcome God into your life once again? Why don't you let Jesus Christ come into your life once again? Why don't you embrace him as your Lord and your Savior? Why don't you let him be your strength and your shield? Why don't you let him be a shelter in the time of storm? Why don't you let him be your rock of ages? My beloved friends, as you listen to me this day, I recommend Jesus Christ into your life. That stop denying him because the more you deny him, a time is coming, he will also deny you. Welcome Jesus Christ into your life, and your life will never be the same. Thank you for listening to me, shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for how far you've brought us. As your message keeps reoccurring into our lives, we pray that you continue to grant us change of mind, and that you will draw us closer to thee, that our words and our actions will speak of the fact that we love you and that we do not want to deny you. In one way or the other, we've denied you with our actions. But this time around, we want to say that, Dear Lord, we do not want to deny you again. So therefore, help us, and we will forever be closer to thee. We thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus 233-244-673528 or plus 233-244-235-017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF595. Adenta, Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. A-W-R, Ghana. Voice of I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>